This is Adventist World Radio Ghana, Voice of Hope. Hello, our dear listener. I welcome you once again to our maiden edition. A single man preparing for marriage. We started this topic last week and we ended on how a complete woman or a right woman co- can complete the right man. So today we are continuing the topic. I have my able elders around who are going to help me to have the discussion. And I have Elder Ajenim Boatin, Kwabena Asante, Asamo Alexander, and I am your host, Kofi Asante. We'll continue the discussion. That was last week. We ended on how the right woman can complete the right man. So, Elder, I will start with you. What does it take to develop a strong work ethics? Because we have bachelors who want to marry, but they are lazy by nature. Yeah. And some are working, but they don't even take their work serious. So the question is, as they want to marry, do we have modalities that can make them develop a strong work ethics before they even enter into marriage? Yeah, so um, number one, I think I said it last week that um, um, God gave man work to do. He okay. gave Adam the garden of Eden and he said Adam should tend it and to keep it. So work, the origin of work is from God. Every true Christian, every true believer should be a worker, should should have something that he uses hands on. Even the Apostle Paul was a tent maker. You know, so work, the origin of work is from God. God actually, after creating the entire um, you, uh, the entire um, um, creation in six days, the Bible says he rested from his work. So the Sabbath rest is also for even for, I mean, uh, um, sidetrack is, is for those who work. Okay. So work is an integral part of the the things that God left us. Okay, but Elder, don't you also believe that we have people or bachelors who are working, but they are lazy too? Yeah, we have people who are working. I was coming to that. So if you want to be a, dil- a diligent worker, understand that the essence of work, the origin of work is from God. Okay. Now, the essence of work is to... Um, if possible, by God's providence, help you to be able to uh, provide um, for, number one, to help in the kingdom work, number two, for the benefit of others, and number three, for your own self. So if we really want the kingdom of God to move, we need to work, gather resources for the kingdom business. We need to also work to help others and at the same time help our own selves. So Edda, your take on the question... Friend, if you've ever had the impression that marriage is a long vacation, I have bad news for you. Marriage is a lifetime of work. (laughs) And so the attitude to work in diverse ways tends to carry into marriage as well. And so if you have an attitude to uh, to work that is not diligent, chances are that you'd adopt the same in your marriage and have problems. Somebody has said that marriage 
people often tend to treat the wedding as the graduation, mm-hmm. but it really is the matriculation. Okay. It is the first step into a lifetime of work. Okay. And as you work on it, it becomes better and more fulfilling. And so if you already have a poor work ethic, if you are a slacker at work okay. and you carry that same attitude into your marriage, you are setting up for a great deal of trouble. Okay. People tend to mistake marriage as a continuation of dating. Yeah. It is actually a different stage altogether. You see, very often, because dating comes with fewer responsibilities, people feel that once they can date, quote and unquote, successfully, they are ready for marriage. Yeah. But I have news for you, friend. Marriage is work. <laughs> marriage is like cultivating a field. Okay. What you sow and what you put in by way of effort, okay. weeding, pruning, trimming, okay. are what will determine the outcomes that you'd get. Yeah. So having said that, if you are considering yourself ready for marriage, you should be considering yourself as one who is ready to work, work, and work. Okay. Elder, your take on the question about work. I, I, I think basically... Uh, Marriage, marriage, you need to have that heart of work other than that you are beginning a journey which you cannot end. And are you talking about work in terms of managing the marriage or work by using your hands? No, I'm, 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 uh, my, my point is work in respect of physical strengths that you use to, to tend something to value. Okay. Uh-huh. So, irrespective of whether you are a white color job, whether you are um, a, a craftsman or whatever, you need to exercise that ability. And prior to getting married, you need to have that ability first. And you need to put in that spirit into what you are doing. Okay. Because marriage will not make you become better off than wh- who you were before you got married. Okay. That is, if you were being indolent person there's no way marriage will make you that when once you get married automatically you become a diligent person so in what way can that indolent person tend to be a diligent person oh, you see then you are considering the methods the person can use okay. to develop that capacity oh, the before met- entering into marriage the, the method after the methods that there are various methods okay. see, first of all you, you need first one first of all you yourself you need to assert that you want to work okay F- Identifying uh, and recognizing yourself first. Mm -hmm. That is the first one. The Mm -hmm. second one is that then you need to now ask God for direction. Okay. You see, asking God for direction simply means that there are some work that sometimes you don't even have the technical know-how. Okay. But God can direct you to people who have the technical know-how so that you'll be able to come overcome that particular work. Mm -hmm. Because I will give you a typical example. I remember very well, once upon a time, we had an event. And the event was getting to the climbers. Unfortunately for us, whoever that we contracted to come and do the the setup, at the 11th hour on his way coming, he had an accident on the road. And for that matter, we needed to get a plan B. And the plan B is that then we needed to fall into our own ingenuity. None of us over there had that technical know-how. But we just pray together. We pray together. And then out of the blue, somebody just came and said, Oh, I think the last time we did something like this. Try it and let's see. I caught such a person an angel. Okay. Because that is that is the only way that the person came into the process and assist us in solving that problem. So that is the second one. Okay. The third one, 
I, which I have always put it at the back of, uh, in front of me, in my office, is integrity. Integrity. Okay. Integrity. Okay. You see, for you to be a hard worker, you need to have an integrity. Oh, okay. Because there are various ways that you can work, mm-hmm. but you can cut corners. Oh, okay. But once you have established that integrity uh, values, there's no way that you will not put your hand to the prow whenever the hour comes. So I think mm. at this point, that's where I'll... I'll, I'll, I'll. Yeah, Proverbs says something, I've forgotten where it is. It says, Seest thou a man, diligent at his work. He shall stand before great men. He shall not stand before mere men. So hard work, diligent work, peace. Okay. Thank you, Elder. Um, now, I think we've come to understand that if you want to enter into marriage, you have to be prepared to work hard. So let's tackle this question, Elder. I'll come to you. Deciding on what you want in your wife, but at the same time, you need to also bear in mind that no one is perfect in life. Because our Lord Jesus Christ once says something He who is without sin in John 8 should cast the first stone. But we know this, we still strive for the best in the person we want to marry. How do we need to go about this? Like knowing that the person that you are going to marry, because there's no angel on this planet. Yeah. The person is not perfect, but you still want the best. Our bachelors who want to marry, how do they need to consider? Or in what ways do they need to consider when they want to, in a way, enter into marriage with this mindset in them? Okay, so um uh, let's not forget I've, we've already established the point that uh, we should be better persons for our would-be um partners or spouses um so um if you really want to get a ruth to marry mm-hmm. you need to be a, a good boaz mm-hmm. if you want to get a mary to marry okay. you need to be a good joseph mm-hmm. you know so all these bible characters that i've mentioned have certain things that qualifies them but that they were able to be, get um, there can be a good Joseph. Yes. And the person who will come to your life will be a Jezebel. Yeah, so um, um you you take the account of Boaz and Ruth, mm-hmm. you know. Boaz respected Ruth. Boaz understand the culture. Boaz respected Boaz. Boaz knew the law. Mm-hmm. Um Boaz knew his God. So uh, these are uh, uh, these are principles these are guiding principles so if if you yourself you are okay you 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 attract the kind of uh, um, a person that you want so if you are a young man and you are looking for a woman number one know where you are going and identify that person who can help you to get there so it means that you need to prepare yourself first. Yeah, you need to prepare. I think that in a good condition. I think that one, that one is is, is the basic thing. Prepare yourself first. Groom yourself first. Be the better person. If you are looking for an angel in in the woman, you also develop your character or or ways to be to be an angel. So put value on yourself. You know, work on yourself. Then you need to uh, look for a partner that can help you get to where you are going. Okay. If your mission in life is to be, is to live a godlike ca- character and make it to heaven, you need to get a partner who understands that language. Okay. The Bible says, "Can two work together except they be agreed?" Yeah. So, so reasoning and, and compatibility should start from. Um, 
where I'm where I'm going, where I'm traveling to, is my partner ready to travel that road with me? Okay. If the person is not ready, he's not he's, he's not meant to be your partner. Thank you, Ada. Ada, your take on the question. Yeah, so following from Ben, know where you are going. Yeah. Make sure the person is interested in going there too. Okay. I think all too often the problem is that we focus on the preferences rather than the principles. Okay. The principles are the foundation. So this is the sort of life I want to live. This is the sort of future I'm looking at. Is this person willing, desirous of going that same journey? Because otherwise, then you have the situation where uh, as you pursue your journey and she pursues her journey, you realize that you are pulling in opposite directions. Now, having established those fundamentals, so of course, your value systems must be compatible. When it comes to your work with God, you must at least have compatible ideas on what it means to work with God. Okay. Very important. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to their preferences, and often, friends, that is where we tend to focus a lot. Color, complexion, height, educational level. There are some things that cannot be changed. Mm-hmm. There are some things that will change over time. Okay. Time and chance happen to them. Yeah. And so it is important to have the big picture in mind where you are going. Somebody who is willing to go there and somebody who will help you to get there. Once these are in place, given that you have already had a relationship with Christ, you can go ahead and make it. You know, the wise man says in Ecclesiastes chapter 4 that two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. If one falls down, the other will lift him up. Woe to the one who, when he falls, has no one to lift him up. Okay. And so I think it is important that yes, you will not get an angel okay. because you are not an angel. Okay. But some things should be non-negotiable. Like what? If the person doesn't believe or doesn't have the same submission to God that you desire, mm-hmm. that should be that that person should marry you. If the person, if 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 for instance, um, you the man are desirous of purity, mm-hmm. no alcohol. No lie, no cheating. You should make sure that your partner is somebody who is going to support you through a no lie, no cheating principle, even if it means you are going hungry. Okay. That that is a sort of non-negotiable I'm Why talking don't about. We also have partners who, in time being, can also change. If you go expecting the partner to change, you may be setting yourself up for deep disappointment. Okay. Um, I'll give you the biblical examples of people who thought they could change their partners. Mm-hmm. The wisest of them was Solomon. <laughs> he thought he could convert his pagan wives. By the time he realized, he who had spoken to God was bowing down to idols. Okay. You can talk of Samson the strongest. Yeah. He who thought he could convert a Philistine woman ended up bound in the Philistines. Yeah. And so, the only person you can change is yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you go expecting to change the person, most of the time you are due for disappointment. Thank you, Elder. And I'll come to you with this question. Ephesians 5.16 says, making good use of your time because the days are evil. But this is what men, mostly our bachelors, don't value. Time. In what ways would they be able to make good use of, of their time in serving God and at the same time serving our country? Dear listeners, uh, this is very, very important. In fact, uh, in our part of the world, um, we always say we have African time. <laughs> we always say we have African time. Uh, because we, th- we thought that 
in our part of the world, the 24 hours, hours is more than 24 hours. So we have put that cliche in there. But the truth is this, as a bachelor, making good use of the time, mm-hmm. meaning that you need to see, I think that throughout all our discussion with our listeners, okay. we try as much as possible to point them to one source. Okay. You see, the God of heaven and earth who created this world, he worked in six days. Within the six days, he numerated what he's supposed to do every day. So if you want to make good use of your time, what I have adapted is that first, before I wake up, I plan that day what I'm going to do. There should be planning. That is very important. Okay. But if you don't plan, then the day will wind off without even knowing that the day is over okay. and you have not achieved anything. So you plan. After finished planning, the next thing I ask myself is that where do you get the resources to follow up the planning that you have done for the day? So if you knew for sure that you have an appointment with somebody and the appointment is 11 o'clock, it is not 11 o'clock that you are leaving your house. You need to ensure that you are there exactly 11 o'clock for the appointment to be, to be, to be done. Okay. And so that is, that is one thing. And you see, the, unfortunately, our part, uh, I would just want to chip in this, our part, traffic has become the order of the day. So sometimes you will be, be thinking that, oh, it's only one hour time, I'll get to wherever I am. But if you plan and plan very well, you realize that you'll be able to factor in all this. Have you ever attended an interview before and be late? Yeah. If you attend an interview and the, the date or the time that they give to you, you are not there. Mm-hmm. The panelists are not waiting for you. The same thing that we apply it in the work that we are doing, that exactly at 10.01, I want to do A, B, C, D. And that should be, Edda, should be I it. I like your take. Um, Edda, let me come to you. What, can you briefly give us consequences of time mismanagement? Yeah, so um, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes, for every for everything, there is a season, yeah. all right? A time to cry a time to wipe out our tears, a time to die, a time to grow, a time to plant, and a time to reap. So uh, it should inform us that there's time for everything. And time lost can never, ever be regained. So um, whatever time is in our disposal should be used meaningfully for uh, meaningful things in life. So let's bear in mind that once we lose the time now, for instance, this program that we're doing, if, if the time, we, we can never recreate time, okay. you know. So we need to be mindful of the fact that we live in a world of time. Okay. We are bound by time. We will die in time. We will die in time. Okay. We were born in time and we will die in time. Thank you, Elder. So because we don't have time on our side, I'll come to you, Elder Asante. What does it mean to be a gentleman? Because there's this belief that when we talk about gentility, it refers to personality or appearance. But in your own opinion, when you talk about being a gentleman, what does it mean? William Shakespeare wrote a description of a man called Brutus, and he said it's in Julius Caesar. Now, here was a man who had the elements mixed in him so finely that nature himself might stand up and say this was a man, referring to Brutus. A gentleman is a complete character. Okay. You know, often we focus on the externals. But being a gentleman, especially in the godly context, because gentleness is one of the fruits of the Spirit. Okay. So it's a person who reflects goodness and godliness in action, in speech, in thought, in manners, mm-hmm. and in appearance. Okay. 
So gentleman is, is an all-inclusive term. In fact, in ancient England, you could only be called a gentleman when you were born either to nobility or royalty. Okay. So when they said this person was a gentleman, he, he is somebody who exhibits nobility, royalty. So when you talk about being a gentleman, it is in considerateness, kindness, how you speak, how you... So meaning it goes beyond personality? It goes beyond. How do you take on that? Well, I think that Edda has given a perfect description. See, unfortunately, in our part of the world, we look at the physical outlook of a person and say, ah, this man or this woman is, 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 is very gentle. But the reality is, is not. Because sometimes the person that you thought is gentle, some words that he was spelled out will make you, ah, I thought. <laughs> Why do we say I thought? Because that is how we have perceived that person to be. Okay. So it, it travels beyond the physical outlook of, of a person. Okay. Elder, your final take about gentility. G- gentility, gentleness is being yourself in the life of a Christ-like character. Mm. Being yeah, being yourself. yourself. For instance, uh, myself and our Elder Santi, we are two different individuals. I have a way of doing things. He has a way of doing things. That is how he was born. And he has certain mannerism that is different from mine. But my, uh, the, the, my mannerism and his mannerism should be in line with that of Christ-like character. Then we are being gentle because the greatest gentleman who ever lived was Christ. Thank you, gentlemen. Our time is up. We have to wrap up. We discussed the topic, a single man preparing for marriage. We are not done with the topic. God willing, next week, we will continue with the topic. Until we meet next time, we say God richly blessed. We would like to hear from you, so call us on the number plus 233-5015-61849, plus 233-5015-61849. You can also email us at the address AdventistWorldRadioGH at gmail.com, AdventistWorldRadioGH at gmail.com. You can also write a letter to us using the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana, Northern Ghana Union Mission of Adventists, P.O. Box KS17564, Edum Kumase, Ghana, West Africa. Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you fully trusting in His graces? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you washed in the blood? In the blood, in the soul cleansing blood of the Lamb. Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? In the blood of the Lamb Lay aside the garments that are stained with sin And be washed in the blood of the Lamb There's a fountain flowing for the soul unclean Oh, be washed in the blood of the Lamb 
are you washed? Are you washed in the blood? In the blood, in the soul cleansing blood of the Lamb. Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Some glad morning when this life is over, I'll fly away to a home on God's celestial shore. I'll fly away. We would like to hear from you, so call us on the number plus 233-5015-61849 plus 233-5015-61849. You can also email us at the address AdventistWorldRadioGH at gmail.com AdventistWorldRadioGH at gmail.com you can also write a letter to us using the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana, Northern Ghana Union Mission of Adventists, P.O. Box KS17564, Edum Kumase, Ghana, West Africa. For AWR Ghana, I am Bell. May God bless you. AWR Ghana. Oh, oh, oh.